You take pride in your work, and so do we. We're Northern Tool, and we have every tool you can imagine, and some you've only dreamt about. Plus, our service and product knowledge is legendary. Find your pride and joy at Northern Tool. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Our anniversary sale is on at Northern Tool and Equipment. Save hundreds on pressure washers, sprayers, trailers, lawn and garden equipment, power tools, and more. Shop in-store or northerntool.com. Excellent. Um, hello. Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you are listening. Uh, good afternoon, to, to, good evening, this, and good night. To, to, to this podcast. Uh uh, welcome to episode two of season two of Read Only Access. Uh, my name's Harry Reed, and I am uh, I'm your host um, uh, for my sins. Uh, my co-host with me is uh, Marky Mark, Mark Pembroke. Hello, hello. Uh, are you wearing a new jumper, by the way? No, it's old actually, but because mm. of the pandemic, uh, it mm -hmm. will be new to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. On it, so. <laughs> yeah, try and sneak that one under the radar. Um, for anyone, uh, for anyone, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, it is a very loud pink and brown jumper. It looks absolutely it horrendous. It isn't either. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, joining us today, uh, I look podcast... like a jockey, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't really. It's just plain grey. It's about as vanilla as you can get. Um, That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh joining on our podcast today uh, is our solutions director at core it is the uh wonderful Eamon McGann hello Eamon hello Eamon good afternoon good morning whatever we are good um, to meet you both <laughs> <laughs> um well we try and these podcasts are normally about half an hour um half an hour or so long um but uh, for anyone who knows Eamon, like I think that'll probably just about cover the introductions. Because <laughs> 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 you love a you love a chimwag. Um, <laughs> but how are you, Eamon? How's your week been so far? For for everyone, we're recording this on a Friday. It's it's four o'clock on a Friday, and um, I, am I right in guessing this is probably going to be the last thing we do today? Probably. Ever. Ever. Yeah, definitely this week. <laughs> this is it. Um, yeah, how's your week been, Eamon? Uh, it's been a genuinely a wonderful week. Um, yeah. The 2022 will start with a bang for all of us at CORE. Um, so it's been busy, fun, exciting. So fantastic week. Uh, uh, really had, really had, looking forward to a, a chill weekend, but doing so on the back of a really good week. Um, and uh, also out with partners last night as you both know so i'm a little bit more fragile than i normally am so uh, but even that was you know a fantastic night with uh, some good partners um, of course so things are looking good really good lots of good. good news what's your hangover cure by the way Eamon, on the food side just as a little aside yeah i, I, I tend to just avoid so avoid been... food full stop yeah <laughs> that's when you know it's about only hangover. yeah if only you avoided drink as well we wouldn't be in this was... way, but... <laughs> yeah no i was not as productive as i probably normally could be uh for a few hours but we're, we're good now we're good at the yeah. end of the day not game. doing the uh not doing the irish stereotype any favors not in the slight <laughs> as i mentioned earlier i was in a mexican bar standing on the table so I don't know whether that's anything to do Irishness, but yes, we we had fun. <laughs> Very good. And um, 
obviously your role at core you are the uh, solutions director um tell us a little bit about your role what do you love most about it um you know for because there's probably a few uh, if you've worked what do you, with core, what do you you, hate about it as well i mean you know, if, if you've worked <laughs> with core you've you've pretty you've almost definitely spoken to Eamon at some point or another but you know for those who haven't who haven't worked with us before tell us a little bit about your role what you like about it what you don't like about it um yeah introduce yourself to the people I, I think I'll give you the abridged version because I know I'm on warning um I, I genuinely I genuinely love my role in core I'm in the role I've been in core 20 odd years if not more and I've probably done everything in core uh, at some point, uh, and I'm in the current role uh, just over two years now. Um, and I, I, I think I genuinely, no, no jokes aside, have probably one of the best, if not the best role in core, that I get to work with all parts of core on a daily basis. Um, and, and the role really consists of understanding what customers want to do with the Microsoft stack. Um, I get to kind of get my hands really into the technology, understand the technology, understand the business cases and kind of join them together. I get to work with all you guys, which is fantastic on a daily basis. Um, you, so I'm working you with say them. so. You charmer. Yeah. You, you say so. What do you want? What do you want from us? <laughs> he wants this podcast to be over. That's what he wants. He wants us to hang up and do it another time. Uh, exactly. Um, but no, I, I think it, it is, it is, you know, we're, we're always a core, you know, we're not, we're not always bleeding edge, but at times we need to be out there. Um, you know, a fantastic call with a customer yesterday. Um, there are about 150 people, you know, lots of cool new tech in their Microsoft licensing and just how we can really help them uh, quite quickly and efficiently turn on some of the security features, that kind of stuff. Just we're able to make a change. And that's where my role is talking to customers about not necessarily telling them they need to buy loads of new stuff and loads, loads of new licensing. It's actually, here's what you've got. What can we do with it? What can we, so I'm, I'm, that's an, a huge amount of my role is working with customers and then ultimately working with the operations team to make sure that what we're suggesting the customers want is doable, um, either pre-packaged or something that we can do for a customer. So foot in both camps. And, and if I've been really honest, uh, I get the lovely job of putting it together and then my, my fantastic colleagues in the ops team have the slightly harder job of of kind of seeing it through and getting it done. Um, but I know we all like supporting them and, and, and keeping an eye on them. So absolutely love it. Uh, I genuinely, genuinely, I wasn't aware that question was coming my way, so I haven't prepared that one. But there well, we haven't anything. prepared any questions. So this is all, um, it's all on the fly. <laughs> you on won't know. Fly. Yeah, you, you haven't got any advance warning of any of the questions Which we're, we're going to ask you. That's where I have it. No, this is it. my script, team, and you won't be able to see it. It's just a blank piece of paper, guys. <laughs> Just out to that's literally nada. Um, I was going to ask you a question if I can about about kind of the solution side. Obviously, you've been at Core a, a while, Eamon, and there seems to be a massive shift of the last maybe five years, maybe more, from kind of build to more. You mentioned earlier, I came into my head when you used the phrase turn on. A lot of functions in 365 now, you can configure it in so many different ways. Are you seeing? more of the the products are obviously becoming more intuitive so from a solution side i assume it's not quite as hands-on customization that kind of thing it's more just configuring it what, what's your view on that sort of statement I, I think your timing it was it was interesting too i think it is the last five years and in particular last two or three from our perspective that that has accelerated hugely um i i, I think that the one, it's kind of the expectation now, as opposed to to, to kind of maybe where where customers and where where the where the technology was maybe five years ago. Um, I think the expectation that 
a build, you know, there's lots of variables to how big a build may or may not be, but some of the core functions, again, excuse the pun, but some of the core functions of turning on certain features within a 365 tenant are pretty much scriptable. Um, and in most cases, we're trying to align to a standard. It might be a CIS standard, an NCSC standard. So in reality, that's the way we should be doing it. So the scary projects that we might have been looking at five, 10 years ago really don't exist. We still have long-term implementations where it's more about adopting the technology and adopting the, 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 the thing we're turning on. But the implementation side itself tends to be quite packaged and direct. So I think the quick summary to your question would be five years ago, 80% of what we delivered was whether it be a solution from, from a, a development perspective or an infrastructural implementation of desktop or whatever it was, would have been custom um, and handcrafted for that customer. It's the reverse now. I would say 20% of what we do is custom. Uh, the other 80 is trying to follow a script or a set package. Yeah, and uh, we had the uh, we had the lovely uh, cat on uh, on on our uh, on episode one for for season two. Um, we kind of spoke a little bit about Viva, and obviously you're our um, you know solutions director, and you you have those initial conversations with customers and kind of try and figure out how we can help them, and you know what if what they want to do is possible, and what's the right tool for them, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, do you ever? Do you ever find it difficult to uh, wrap your head around the new features or solutions that Microsoft bring out? Are you ever surprised by uh, the direction that they're going? Because with Kat, we spoke about Viva a little bit. Um, and obviously, you and her as the kind of front line, you get the first look at those tools and you're, you run workshops on them. Do you find that stuff easy to wrap your head around? Do you still have the love for, for really kind of trying to understand something new and how it fits in and how it's going to be used? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because there is so much stuff coming, wrapping your head around and understanding where it fits. Um, I think one of the things, just as you mentioned, Viva as a really good example, or even Teams, sorry, Teams slash Viva, you know, the new loop feature, which kind of just dropped in the last, uh, into, the, into most people's tenants in the last couple of weeks, kind of came out of nowhere. Certainly, you know, there was, discussions of this type of um, in, in chat planning capability that's been talked about, but it kind of dropped. So Microsoft do drop stuff. Uh, so you kind of have to stay on on the ball all the time. The positive for me, though, is it's yet another, you know, you're, you're, you're yet another thing that customers in, in a lot of cases were able to add value by saying, look, this is here. You may not need it now, but it, this is where it will fit based on what we know about you and, and, your, and your kind of journey. But more importantly, we're able to join the dots to all the customers and say, well, customer X is using this and here's how they're using it. So, yeah, it, it, the, the new stuff to me, and that kind of goes back to the comment I said about the uh, the meeting I had with a customer yesterday. It's fantastic to be able to say, here's all the things you have that are really going to make, one, the life of your users better, safer. And, and, you know, that's a huge thing that we have because Microsoft are dropping a lot of features into the product. Um, and I'm not picking up Microsoft for the sake of it here. It's you know it's brilliant to be able to go on a call to a customer uh, and have a really meaningful one-hour call and say right, we've these four things are packageable. They're delivering as part of a managed service they already have with the customer. So it's a win-win. The customer's not being charged anymore. No more licensing. No more implementation. We just deliver it. And those new features you allude to, you know, on a you know in my view on a on a quarterly basis, that's our chance to sit with customers and say here's what's changed in the last quarter. Here's what we can do for you. Um, yeah. So that's fun part of my job, really. I get to do that on, on a very yeah. regular basis. 
Mate, very cool. Very good introduction, I'm, Eamon. I remember uh, just one more thing on that as well, following on. I remember when Teams came out a few years ago. Um, I remember at Core, obviously, it was a new product. It was a big, what did you call it the other day? Box office, box office product. Um, <laughs> I remember having a chat with somebody who's not here at Core anymore, so I can slide him off. No, I'm not sliding him <laughs> off. But <it> was, <laughs> he was kind of saying around teams why why do we need it like he was like we've got skype we've got sharepoint for documents we've got OneDrive, and uh, i'll be honest when teams first came out i didn't fully understand the gravity of the product it's easy now looking back i feel stupid because i it's so integral to like my day like i literally live in teams like we're in teams now we talk to each other but i do actually remember at the time i wasn't convinced the use case was as strong as it's ended up being um do you ever get that, Eamon? Uh, that just building on that question is, you know, they're releasing so much. Are there some things that you think, well, that will never, that will never stick? Or yeah, it's it, again really interesting question because I think, and even just the way you intro that is, is I think how we even as a business, and I can only speak for myself, by the way, but how we and a lot of the people I would work with in in both in all elements of of course team is how we kind of need to evolve and change. And I think you're not wrong that there are certain members of the team, and I could have been one of them myself when Teams first dropped many, many years ago, we're in that we were so fixated as a business, we, we would be known as a Microsoft 365 partner across the board. But when it comes to productivity, um, you know, we are through and through a SharePoint house and have been since since the get go. And our mindset would have been so locked into SharePoint that we struggled probably, well, not everybody, and, and, and my cat were real champions for Teams. Because without her, we might have been six months behind behind the, behind the curve. Yeah. She really 100%. did on the yeah. product. Uh, I, t I tell you what was, I tell you what was really interesting about that actual that first deployment for when we when we got it. You know, it's like brand new product just been just been rolled out, and we kind of had this issue that everyone else had in that we had zero governance or structure in place or plan about how we we're going to use it. It was just kind of like roll roll out the tool, and we you know we we sort of learned from our own experiences here and, and all of the work that we've done subsequently about governance and, um, you know, product management, all that kind of stuff, um, user adoption, all that, all that good stuff um, kind of stemmed from that a little bit. But everyone just kind of thought, well, you know, we're an IT company, so like we'll get it. But we had people setting up teams for like one-on-one -on -one conversations with colleagues. It was an absolute disaster. Didn't we have to like reset it to like back to normal? Yeah, yeah. we did roll it back, didn't we? So we had to roll it back and because because we like <laughs> you give everybody like a brand new tool, but don't really tell them how to use it. I uh, remember yeah, I remember I remember Harry Eamon spent um, a ludicrous amount on um, cutlery for his oh, for his fat. <laughs> and um, this is a prime example of should never be a team. But I've still got it. I've still got it. Actually, it's still a team oh, on teams. And it's called things that Harry could have bought instead of buying his cutlery. Right. <laughs> First of all, a large portion of it was a gift voucher, a housewarming gift voucher. That was the worst. You're, you're. I can see you. I can see you looking it up. I'm trying to find oh. it. It'd be so great if I could dig it out. Oh no. The beauty of teams is there for all to see. I mean. <laughs> what do you do in that situation if you're me just ignore it 
rise we above do, it. You know, we do workshops where one of the key things we do is exactly what Mark's talking about. So there's a whole set of programs that we do both ourselves and with Microsoft, the, 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 the cloud accelerator programs. And one of the things we do is a detailed analysis of use case to avoid that kind of creating, creating um, weird and wonderful and creating that structure from the get go. We've been doing them now three years, and that one is the top, so Harry, I've never seen their use case come together like cutlery, but hey. I can see about. Mark smiling. I can see him smiling. Uh, 27 <laughs> chicken katsu wraps, 270 prep filter coffees. Yeah. Um, a weekend break in Amsterdam. How long uh, did that, to... how long did that <laughs> list go on for? Um, it was that quite team, well. I'm scrolling. That, it felt like I'm that scrolling. team went on forever, yeah. and it just got more and more obscure. Yeah, yeah. It did 234 AA batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive set of cutlery. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Like, why? Why was that? Why was that a team? It, it shouldn't be a team, should it? it I really mean, it was. It like. was very. It was very funny. It was. To be fair. Yeah, it was, but not the place for it. No. <laughs> we we learn. We learn. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um I've forgotten what we were talking about. I, I think Mark, your key your key point you're saying is there's there's kind of big products, big changes. And I, I think for me that's the thing that's interesting about what we're all involved in. There are a couple of to use the phrase from from recent the box office, there's a couple of really significant tools that drop in from time. When we look at the new tech, I put them into two boxes. I put them into, is this a paradigm shift, a big tool that's going to really change how we work um, and change out what the customer does? Or is it an interesting tool that just aligns to something already? And the vast majority is an interesting tool that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, but then every now and then, you know, one of these big box office tools arrives. And, and I think Viva, when you put all its products out, is one of those. You know, we... It may not have an impact on every customer for a while yet, but it is absolutely going to have an impact on everybody in some shape or form. Uh, Teams was one of them. And even Defender, which has been around for a long time, but some of the really significant changes, it was renamed and everybody thought, is this just another renaming? But actually, the product has quite dramatically changed. Um, and we now have Defender for um, for business coming out, which is that 300 users. And a lot of our customers are in that space. So how they're packaging all of the Microsoft stack for up to 300 users um, with Defender. Again, it may not sound like a much of a, a big release, but to me, it's going to be a big shift in mm, terms cool. of how we. Is it? Is, is and and I assume the price point on that's a lot more, a lot more palatable. It, I'm not sure if it's still in the eight. And in fact, the price point for CSP just dropped in February, so we now formally have the price point. I'm not sure. Uh, I know that cat cat is our person on that, but I know the price, and it's it's eye-wateringly interesting. <laughs> that's it for, for us. Any, for anybody who wants to know the price, give us a call. Can we stick a little number? No, we're on a podcast. You won't be able to see. I don't know. Just Numbers give us at the a bottom call. of the screen now. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, it does three things. I know just to, I don't want to stick on Defender too much, but its prices are very interesting. It's very much. It's a really competitive price. Uh, secondly, it's. Um, it's it the the pack it's packaged to be deployable much easier than the wider product, so it's really aimed at that kind of three users, and it comes with a whole set of simplified admin consoles for the business premium user. So in three in one hit, they've really addressed an audience that was quite challenging, um, and customers talked to yesterday the 120 ideal perfect for them. So it's a big shift, big change. Sometimes we don't look would look at Defender being a big change, but that one is. 
yeah and something actually that you and i have um that you and i have spoken about Eamon, and obviously microsoft are doing and, and it loops back to mark's initial point of we're doing less custom development and more kind of around uh, governance and how the tools are going to be used and obviously all these things are shifting and we had a conversation about um and it was one of the things that we wanted to talk to you today was was about um how to get the best out of your your kind of Microsoft partners? Obviously, there's 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 loads of partners, but how do you make the most out of the the consultancy and working with partner? And we spoke about this kind of um, teaching our customers to fish type type engagement, where we create you know do the initial workshops and create the designs, but ultimately do lots of knowledge transfer and allow customers to own and run their own their own environments. Uh, do you feel like that's the way a lot of these products are, uh, are headed? Do you feel like they're a lot more user friendly? Do you feel like it's it's shifting towards uh, an organization being able to be in control of their own destiny rather than relying on partners for complex um, complex deployments and customizations? Like, well, what do you think? 100% is, is, is the simple answer to that one. I, I think if you look at the transition to the cloud, obviously the pandemic um, pushed everybody to working hybrid and, and the working relationship that people have is now different, is going to be different forever. So the whole zero trust, the whole, the perimeter is no longer there. We work everywhere means a lot of organizations that we are all talking to on a regular basis are either heavily accelerating uh, or already well advanced on that transition to the cloud, getting rid of on-prem file servers, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and as part of that journey, um, it, there is very few organizations that we're talking to, certainly in my, my experience, that are saying, core, come in and just run this whole thing for us. They, they, they may want a hybrid approach where you know, they're running the front end of the service, but we're heavily involved in guiding them through that service and getting it deployed, getting it configured, getting it best practice, and, and particularly in public sector, we've got the good, best, best, good, best, better um, approach. All of those are about us enabling, supporting, adopting. Um, and I think getting the most of the partners is a very interesting one. We've, we've got, again, changed our services probably in the last 18 months, and we have our smart cloud teams offering, which is really about saying to a customer, use a kind of a DevOps model, a build and, and uh, build and support model on an ongoing basis. And I know, Mark, we probably can't name your customer, but there's one customer we're working with you for many, many years now where, you know, they have a very strong internal team. Uh, they're doing a lot of transformations to the cloud. You probably know who I mean, Mark. Um, but we um, we are on a monthly basis in there a minimum amount of time per month or, or a set amount of time per month. And we could be doing anything from a piece of workflow to configuring some security um, and that's enabling and helping them do do better if that if, if you like so teaching them fish i know is a re really good analogy it is and i would say vast majority of our customers that's what they, want. they want us to help out to guide make sure they're doing best practice and be be there when things uh, are a little bit trickier um and that's for me where the, the smart cloud team comes in yeah absolutely um also just um quickly while i remember because obviously we're we're I know we're going to be close to running out of time and if i don't mention it um our, our good producer chris is going to give me a clip around the ear but we do have a we do have a, a webinar coming up on wednesday uh, february the 9th it's at 11 a.m um it is a completely free webinar it's being run by the wonderful cat green and uh, and it is around uh, teams as a platform um five apps to improve your team's collaboration so uh if you uh yeah head over to our website core.co.uk um uh, and and yeah 
absolutely register for free send it to your colleagues uh, if you feel like they might find it interesting um, or your friends if you know if you talk to your friends about it you know some people do i i mean i don't <laughs> um no i do i do i don't um but yeah um uh, that's our <laughs> that's the next webinar we've got coming up um Eamon, you're normally on the hook for delivering webinars and events and things like that. Are you um, are you being earmarked for any? Because we've all, I mean, absolutely head over to our website, by the way. We are always doing free webinars, sharing blogs, content, and all that good stuff. Um, it's all completely free and definitely, you know, uh, definitely useful. Um, are you, are you, are you, have you been earmarked for any future webinars or anything like that? Have you got anything over the next couple of months? Not off the top few, of your head, but you know. Yeah, there's a few coming up, mainly yeah. around, um, certainly around uh, the, the topic you talked about in terms of how best to engage with a partner to get the best value out of both the relationship and licensing from a Microsoft 365 perspective. Yeah. Also around Viva. Viva is definitely the hot topic at the minute. Um, interest levels are have absolutely the product launched formally really back in November. It launched in, in dribs and drabs last year, but it formally launched in November. And that's definitely with a bit of Microsoft marketing and the launch, um, it's it's exploded in terms of demand and interest in the product. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. doing a few on that as well. And do you think that is that going to be your big uh, is that your big shout for for 2022? Um, you know, I mean, we're only at the start of Feb at the moment. You know, do you, is Viva going to be the big thing for 2022, or do you see it being um, being something yeah. else? Well, I, definitely Viva. It depends which part comes through. Um, so we're you know we're we're having so many Viva conversations. It's going to be huge. I, I, I also think the the um, some of the changes on the security side in terms of Defender, which is the one I kind of talked about a bit earlier, I think we're going to see a huge amount. I know you and I are involved with a customer on a very, very interesting project that, that's kicking off with all of the E5 security stack. But Defender and Viva tend to be things that I'll be talking about an awful lot to customers yeah. over the few weeks and months. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Mark, you look like you're about to say something. No, no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was listening, <laughs> really I was listening intently. You're just listening with your mouth um, open. Yeah, I was I was in awe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, very no, good. That's cool. That's one word for it. I didn't. I was saying, no, what? I was. I was. I was genuinely in awe. I was genuinely in awe there. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's Friday. It's beer o'clock yeah. nearly. Yeah, it's not for Amos. Not with that hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't think Although, of anything worse. Maybe get back on the horse, Amos. No. Yeah. No. Cup of tea, cup of tea, that's what I got. I've got my Mickey Mouse cup of yeah. tea. Nobody can see it, but I've got my mug. That'll, that'll nice. be you for the, that's what you get for entertaining partners on a school yeah. night. Exactly, exactly. You know, we didn't force you. I mean, we didn't. Hannah probably did. <laughs> we'll get Hannah, we'll get Hannah on a, on a podcast soon. Um, uh, she'll be good fun. Um, me, by the way, for, for the record, and now that's been recorded that, um, uh, she that at no point did she make me stay, and on at least two occasions where I said I think it's time to go home now, she physically wouldn't let me out of the building. But yeah. she didn't remember this morning. But anyway, remind yeah. To yeah, total total deniability. Yeah, I'm not that sure. Doesn't surprise that. me at all. Nah, I mean nah. neither am I. Hannah, if you're listening, That's uh, shame she on will you. be. Poor Eamon, shame on you. Um, <laughs> she will be. Um, excellent, lovely. Well, I think. Um, Guys, I think we've we've just about run out of time. Um, oh. I know. 
But the weekend starts. Eamon, anything? What are you doing this weekend? What have you got lined up? You must know what I'm doing this weekend. Oh, you're watching the rugby. rugby. Watching the rugby. Um, uh, going in person or? No, no. I've I've got a couple of games. I'm going to Ireland, England. I'm going to England, Wales. So I'm going to two games in the in the coming weeks. But tomorrow is on the TV. You what do you reckon, to... Eamon? Put your put your sensible hat on, not your heart. You know, go with your head here. Who do, who do you reckon's bringing home the bacon? In, for the whole for the whole event or right, the whole go. thing for that for yeah the whole let's, go, let's go England Island and then I want the whole shebang because England okay. Island is the big one in our company isn't it it's you know yeah. bragging rights for the year lot, so. lot, yeah, I don't know if I lot, should say this lot he's of never going to say lot, England is he he's lot, never of money, lot, of, lot of money has changed hands as a result of that fixture over the last <laughs> 10 years I would Mostly hate out of my hands yeah <laughs> in Sakana's <laughs> hands yeah yeah mm. yeah I, I think it's. I think there. I'm absolutely nailing on Ireland. I, in, I, I'm, you think I'm bound to say that, but actually, some years I haven't. And this year, I'm, I'm putting Ireland definitely. England are in transition, as Eddie Jones says. A lot, of, lot, of, lot, of the, lot of the main team are out, so I think England are easy pickings this year, possibly. But when you say that, ah, mate, it, that's it, when they get you. That's when exactly. They get you. A lot of new blood in the team. Yeah, but the game tomorrow against Scotland, the Calcutta Cup, it could be an, it could be a good game. Look forward to yeah. that. One. Yeah. yeah, and and for the whole the whole shebang, yeah, the grand yeah. prize. I, I think Ireland. I definitely think we're 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 on, uh, we're on form at the minute. No, but I, you know, we you told know. you not to rule with your heart, and there you go. He's ruled only with his. Heart. I hope you. I hope his you head listen head. to I our know he's customers. Got a I, I hope you That's listen to our customers better than you listen to us. That's all I'll say. You've just that you've head. just point blank ignored Amos us. Head has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> that is nothing but heart. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, I hope you enjoy it, Eamon. Yeah, not too yeah good, absolutely. But, um, yeah. Kind of want you to get off to a good start. So the England Island game is, you know, worth watching. Well, we need to beat Scotland, actually, which is no no easy feat. But Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely yeah. not. Enjoy it. Well, um, enjoy it. Eamon, thank you so, so much for um, taking out some time to do the podcast with us especially when you're feeling how you're feeling you know god bless you um, you, you have absolutely powered through my man uh, and i cannot thank you enough for that so um have a have a well-deserved weekend it's been an absolute pleasure uh mark as always i'll see you on the next episode of course Amen. Harry, thank you very much uh, <laughs> Eamon, I will see you uh, on some sort of webinar at some point in time. Guys, if I haven't said it enough already, core.co.uk, head over to that website. There are podcasts, blogs, events. Get on there, read up, learn about us. Um, and uh, yeah, if you like this episode, there'll be another one coming to you shortly. But in the meantime, um, uh, yeah. Join the webinar, 9th of Feb. 9th of Feb, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Yep.